There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour two of the Monday Lori and Julia show. As you know, hour two always involves Julia's random thoughts. We got that coming up. We got Hollywood speak coming up. But right now, what do we got, Lori We've and Julia? Zoomwick just has to continue <laughs> for one second. Jeffrey okay. A two-parter. Yeah, there might be more to this story. Stop. Up here. Yeah, I don't know. Was he doing Morse code? or, we, or There's a lot to unpack. No bad pun intended uh-huh. there. but um, That would just be, I think that would be the most embarrassing thing. But no, there may be more to unpack here yes. than just, he, he might wish it was only that he forgot to wear his underwear. There might be more there, there, but I don't have time to read and engage That's all. in banter with you, dear. Oh. It does seem like there's got to be more to it, because uh, otherwise it just seems like a mistake that a lot of right, people... because they're saying he got suspended. You know, he asked for time off for personal reasons and then may have been suspended. So you wow. see, there's a lot to yeah. unpack where are your underpants, people? Yeah, I think if somebody's video. just accidentally in their underwear, that's that's just yeah. a slip. But there, if there's a suspension and personal time off, there's something. There's smoke yeah, to that fire. Possibly, wow. possibly you're right there, Rocco. Just like this morning, okay, I just thought, wow. I, I just thought I'm going to just see what, you know, Kelly, I liked who she and Ryan had. No Ryan, and she made no explanation, like, Ryan's got the day off, or Ryan's doing She kind of looked surprised that he wasn't there. What are you mm. thinking? I don't know. It, but usually, like, okay, and we know that because Kelly had, did the show, like, three days without him. Because mm-hmm. her husband's, like, quarantined up and they didn't want to, he's up in Canada right. doing Riverdale. And she actually did really well. But to me, that's just, I mean, she's been doing that show so long. She's so comfortable. But doing it to an empty audience, you know, yeah, by yourself. Alone, that'd be hard. I think sounds, that sounds hard. But she's an actress, Julia, yes, she and she can act. It's time and she's, to act. She's the only show with a little, with a, a bump in ratings. I know, was her poor, show. Poor Drew Barrymore is, I guess, like hanging on by, you know, whatever you call it. A thread. A thread. Usually. It, mm-hmm. Really, no one's watching her show. She aggressively scared everyone, which is so sad. But I also think there's too much on. There's too many choices in that arena right now on the tv all right right, let me just ask you okay okay so um where's ryan is not going to trend or anything like zoomwick is trending but we're gonna see don't know where he is okay so i'm gonna give you a couple just a couple fashion things because i saw this in um i love the new names this year of some of the fashions so a cardigan sweater that 
you know, looks like a coat is called a coat again. You're seeing you're probably these are the new comfort where people are doing if they're those working. look like terrible coats we wore in the eighties, Julia. They're coat sweaters. These mid length knits combine the Ugh. best of a coat and a cardigan and they're called coat agains. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, well, we we heard this term last spring, I think, the shacket. We heard it from um Mall of America, Sarah Rogers. Sarah told Remember, she came on and talked about shackets. It's not, it's a shirt, but it's a jacket. Yes. It's a shacket. It's two, two for one. (laughs) Remember, double mint gum, two, two, two mints in one, but it's a shacket. So those are, um, you know, kind of the rage. They kind of look like you're wearing a lumberjack shirt. Some of them have a little belt. (sighs) Not that great. Ponchos, people are into the poncho thing again. I, you and I, I don't think we've worn. I think I wear one once. You know what? I don't mind a poncho type of a thing at a beach. Something that's light that yes. almost has the weight of a scarf that right. can kind of go like over a skirt. I love that yours is off season yeah. and it has to do with the Amalfi Coast or something. <laughs> right. For the rest of us peasants, <laughs> we just wear these ponchos to the grocery store. Imagine! But so ponchos but that's are where ponchos, blankets. That's where those have a place in my life. In I heart. find them to be too cumbersome in the winter because you can't go anywhere without possibly setting yourself on fire you're, and if you're at an outdoor fire which is going to be the bridge now outdoor you outdoor cannot everything. wear a poncho you will be you're setting, flammable you're flammable <laughs> not a good idea if people are looking to bring their birkenstock game into the winter months this year you no. can thank woolrich um they've got plaid like the woolrich black and check blanket or yeah. the white and check Right. Black check blanket on Birkenstocks now, $125. So Those you can keep your feet warm. I know, but they're kind of cute. I but don't wear Birkies. You no. wear, you have a red pair. Well, I have like a, a few pair, but they're all sandals. I don't yeah. know that I can, I don't know that I see myself shuffling around in the, 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 whatever mohair clogs or whatever they are <laughs> well it's hard for us because it snows I'm, yeah. you know it's kind of different all right what about so do you know what, i always feel like i should like be running out to a horse barn or something in those shoes i don't know don't you you had a well, horse barn I... jacket yesterday that brand is really nice you'll have to tell us what that brand is someday oh my horse jacket yeah yeah she bought it at the horse barn rocco you know okay. at the, at the fair. fair and i bought a skirt from them that you love that looks really quite cute on you. It's too long though, but oh. it is. It's a little longer than I like. Yeah, it's for when I play golf with the very conservative set, and I need the top of my knee covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skirt. Is it that long? It is. Oh, I'm geez. short. I yeah. should have tried it on. Um, but the other new thing is, if I say, "Have you heard of the nap dress?" What am I saying? The nap dress. Yes, N A P. Racco, Lori. Um, I don't know. Something you could. Like like it's the old doze thing. What's those things used to be the sleepy House things? Coat. No, the all in one thing. Moo. What was it called, Rocco? Come on, a kimono. No, a flowy tunic. All in one. We all it's our couchy thing or whatever. Oh, the underwear. slanket or the um snuggy. What was Snuggly. it called? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that it thing. isn't. What the nap it? dress was made popular during last year's The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's like a pajama dress oh lightweight cotton dress like my mom wears to bed exactly but people are wearing these in the daytime yeah if you want to well, know so did courtney love and all those girls in the 80s yes but yeah. they've got a name for it now it's the nap dress it's a hybrid 
nightgown dress. Another way that you can extend your day wear into the evening or vice versa. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. The other thing that um, you were talking about, Tootley or what was his name? Tootle Tootles. Tootle Tootle Zoom Tootles. Tubin. Tubin. Jeffrey yeah, Tubin and yeah. his Zoomwick. Yes. He and you were talking about how his suit coat and shirt underneath and tie are really all in all one, in like one. a granimal <laughs> that might clip in the back with a couple buttons. Well, the fall in Oprah's new magazine, the November issue, um, there's a new thing called their neck cuffs, and it's where a dicky, which used to be an over pull over your head blouse collar. Or a turtleneck. We mm-hmm. used to wear them back in the day. We had so many dickies. Yeah, because you could make you could I, make shirts look different, right? And you didn't want the bulk if maybe you were a big busted gal like Petite Moi. Yeah, of having a, a shirt, full under shirt underneath sweater. a sweater. Right. Boy, I that extra one eighteenth of an inch really made me look slimmer. I mean, I wore dickies. I just thought they were the coolest thing because Same. you could make all your dresses. Uh, Rocco, this is going to sound so funny because of our era, but you could make all your dresses potentially look like a go-go dress with a turtleneck it's hmm. great because i had white ankle boots she did yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was wondering what dicky what, what okay the purpose of a dicky it just pulls over your head so it would add it would make anything you're wearing have a turtleneck or because it had a flap that kind of right. goes down in the front and the back so you just pull it okay. over or sometimes it could be other colors. A white collar. It could yeah. be a collar shirt yeah. or something. But now this year's, it's when the Dickie met a scarf and they're called neck cuffs. Yeah. Well, motorcycle world always has those in ski world. Everyone's been wearing those things, But right? these are more fashionable. They oh. have a collar. They zip. Lori, there's doing a lot oh. of extra things this year. And you could wear that under your um, jacket. Oh, <laughs> Lord. You know, this is the time of year when, like, my fingers seriously get uh, the beginning of a long winter of frustration with zippers and, you know, just all of that. I have trouble with zippers for some reason. You I'm would... always zipping my lining in the zipper. I'm too impatient. Oh, so you don't like a good zipper. I do like a good zipper, but I just want it to go up, but I'm too impatient. You've got to be, you know, you've got to at least start right. Okay, that is, we've never actually had the zipper conversation, but look at the time. Uh, this we talked is a about good, Zoomwick, no, Dickies, but, and right, zippers. Yeah. But the key is, I'm This too is not impatient. Julia's random thoughts. No, but I'm too impatient with the zipper. You know, you always have to line them up right for them to work. Um, <laughs> duh! But Julia, if you're in a hurry, you're not looking because you just want it to go up and, you know, la Oh, gosh. All right, look, we'll be right back. Oh, my gosh. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so this is really fun news. I think a lot of people watch. We're going to be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) We're never supposed to start anything out like that. But to me, this is fun news, is that um, the song Clouds... Um, By Zach Sobiak was um, the movie was released on Disney Plus on Friday night. I think a ton of people in the Twin Cities watched it. Mm -hmm. I could use a password if anyone has one. Um, (laughs) Did you watch it, Rocco? I didn't. My boy wanted to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, it just sounds so sad." Oh, but it's supposed to be sad and uplifting and good at the same time. But seven years ago, when he died of cancer, Zach Sobiak, his. Song Clouds, which was done here by Dan Seaman. I watched the KSTP, the Steve special about how that even the song happened and 
was like crying off half my eye makeup before work today. It's so so moving the story, which is in the Disney thing. Yes. You have to watch it, Rocco, because it's it I is know. it's so good. But it's so, so good, even though maybe I can see you don't want to have a crying conversation with your kid. I get it. Yep. The inspirational <laughs> tune, which Zach wrote as a farewell yeah. to his family and friends, took over the number one spot from pop star Justin Bieber. This was seven years ago. It got to number one. Remember, and, like in Christmas, it was like a couple weeks before Christmas. And, and so, it was just the, the tick, tick, tick. Yep, the video kept was going, going viral and the song. And it was just incredible. So yesterday afternoon, Clouds was coming. It's been coming back up on the charts. Of it all was the movie number watchers. two. And Justin Baldini, who directed the film, who we know as an actor, too, just said, Zach just made history. I have no words. I'm in awe of you, Zach. It's pure magic. Oh. So um, what happened is Clouds has pushed itself to the number one spot on oh. iTunes for the first time as a video of a song that was also going viral on YouTube. So Sunday's achievement appears to make Zach Sobek one of the first unsigned artists to hit the top of the iTunes chart twice. Wow. And a portion of the downloads will go to the Cancer Research Fund mm-hmm. named after him. So I just think that is really, really cool. Yeah, and when, you know, you learn in the movie or the document, you know, the thing that they had on KCP, that when he went into the studio with, like, all these people that volunteered their times, they were professionals. Zach, do you want to, how do you want to go with this song? It could be, you know, a slow kind of ballad or it can be however, and he was just like, my mom and I, we want it to be happy. Yes. We want it to be a happy song, which, like, I know. Right, and it is a beautiful, beautiful. It really, song. in the words, if you listen, I would love to see people like cover it and then donate did money. That. Did they do they that? They did that last time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Who, knows? Who knows? I just feel like that's just so wonderful. Yeah. Um, Friday night, if you were on Twitter and Laura, you do Twitter. I never mm-hmm. go near that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did tweet yesterday. Um, <laughs> the name trending was Will Smith. So during a playoff game, baseball, we're talking Friday night, Will Smith of the Dodgers hit a season-saving home run off Will Smith of the Atlanta Braves. Oh, my word. And then Will Smith, Will the Smith, actor, was all yes, mixed up yes, in yes, this. Yes, yes, So that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> what do you think, if I asked you guys, what do you city in the United States do you think is the rattiest city, and I mean has the most, the highest rat population? New York City. I mean, that seems obvious, yeah. so I'll say, like, uh, Baltimore. Okay, it isn't. It isn't either of those. Mm-hmm. But um, the rattiest city, Chicago, is one for the sixth year in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Pest Control Orkin ranked 50 U.S. cities based on the amount of rodent treatments each year, and Chicago has taken the crown once again. <laughs> Rounding out the list of the rattiest cities wow. were Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Detroit, Philly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Denver, and Minneapolis. Mm. And here's the deal. Orkin entomologist wrote into her... <laughs> Um, I think Plunkett's pest control would tell us this. Rodents are experts at sniffing out food and shelter, and they're resilient in their ways to obtain both. Mm-hmm. You got to seal and up you that know, basement. We know this from a book we read. Oh my gosh! Um, that someone infested the rats in New York City. When rats multiply, their gestation period is like. A week, I swear. They have 50 babies a week. Yeah. And then they can have them after they gave birth two weeks later. Yeah. I mean, they multiply. I'm, I'm exaggerating those numbers, but those things multiply. So thank you for scaring here's, us. Here's to the rats. ratty ratties. Even though we don't really see them. No. Oh, rats? Not really. I don't, I've never seen a They've rat. They've encouraged people to get more cats to get rid of the rats. Well, ever since Butterpatch r- bless her heart. Um, this is Lori's neighborhood my dog. My neighbor cat um Butterpatch. Ever Has since Has there been a replacement? Yeah, but she's not an outside cat like that feline oh. from not the the distant hills of Tanzania, but I mean I know she was she was a legal cat, but she looked really I forget what kind she is, but Butterpatch would taste, chase rabbits and Lori would no, go no, out no, there no. with she the was broom. a lethal killer. Okay. She was a, a serial killer of cats and I mean rabbits and rabbits. And Casey is always pointing out how many rabbits we have and how much damage they did to all my impatience. Yes. But I find them so endearing when they're jumping around and <laughs> yes. playing. I don't mind them at all, Rocco, but we have more Until since. Until you try to grow like tomatoes exactly, and stuff, right? Exactly, right? Which I'm never going to do. I don't like them that much. I hope somebody gives, you know, has tomato pity on me, and usually I do get some tomato pity. And I, Okay, <laughs> enough about your tomato pity. Rocco, when is your birthday? We don't know what your sign I is. I am a cancer. Oh, you're the same as Lorene. Oh, that's right. What date? Uh, June 30th. Oh, all right. So I'm just going to tell you guys. So if you, I know that everybody is wondering what the heck am I going to drink now that fall is here in an (laughs) alcoholic persuasion way. Okay. From an alcoholic beverage standpoint, here's what you should try based on your Zodiac sign. And for you guys, both you and Lori, because you're both cancers, Mm -hmm. you are supposed to have the spiked pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, I would like that. Mm-hmm. Because Rocco would take care of our dessert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get flavor. there, Rocco. I'm gonna get there. Here's... It means business, and it's a little desserty. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think what you put in there is pumpkin spice latte. You know, um, Chankaska Winery. Yeah. They have a new pumpkin spice cream yeah. to pour over ice. Oh my word! Doesn't that sound heavenly? But is it like a Bailey's type cream? Kind of like that. It's yeah. Boozy. Okay. That would be but amazing. Doesn't that just oh. right now sound delicious? Casey and I used to be able to get it from Cancun Duty Free. They had a Bailey's that had the 
pumpkin. It, it was like more of an orange spice, like right. a hard orange. Right. We haven't been able to find it for a couple of years. No, now. I they know. must not make it, but. Wow. No. But apple, hot apple cider goes with just about anything, inclu- including Fireball. Yes, and butterscotch rum. I hope mm-hmm. our. I put we put tuwaka in apple cider and it makes like oh. an apple hot apple pie. Oh, oh yes, I've had that. Oh, who okay. doesn't like hot apple pie? <laughs> oh my gosh! Now we're hungry and thirsty. Lori, I heard. I have to give a shout out to something that's happening right now because it's Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Restaurant Week. And um, Restaurant Week. Restaurant Week. It's where um, a lot, I mean, we know our restaurants have been suffering, like a lot of our arts and everything, but the restaurants, um, this is an opportunity to experience new restaurants where they do kind of prefix meals, and you can do takeout or dine-in, whichever you prefer. And um, so um, the hashtag is takeout, the number two, lift up, or go to Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine to get a list. But this is Really great things are being put together and packaged together for great prices, and it's a great way to support a restaurant community. All right, where do we go to find um, out? Stephanie March. People follow her probably on Twitter or Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Okay. But Steph March does has everything on it. She's yeah. all over this. One of our weekly dish gals. One half of the Stephanie's. Very good. Uh-huh. All right, Julia, I bring this to you today because... Well, I don't think that you should be. Okay. But I don't think... We expected that really all the sizzling, hot, piping royalty would not be about Meghan and Marco. We kind of thought that that's where all the tea was. Right. But the t- every the thing that is coming big time is from the royal historian, this Robert Lacey guy, who's written a book called Battle of Brothers. This is the one that's been out for a while, right? So we keep... No, it just came out. Okay. It just came out. But, I mean, he sat down, did an interview with whoever GMA has that got lucky. Yeah, they yeah. got to go across the pond and quarantine and then yes, and have do, this this, interview. do the interview. And it's, I guess I really, because like when I looked at all of, and I didn't read Finding Freedom, but I felt like I read a million excerpts. Same. And stuff. I felt like I did, too. But there wasn't much there there. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. There just really wasn't. And basically what was there was something, at least, that I had already felt keenly aware of. And that was that she was, the the royals made a big mistake with Meghan, not welcoming her into the family. But they're an old, stuffy, stodgy institution, you know, thousands of years old. Yeah. you know, and Harry was nothing but the spare anyway, so they never cared that much about you because we've watched The Crown and we see what happens to Margaret. How about that? But I mean, you know, yeah. kind of that way. So yeah. there wasn't that much tea, but I f- keep feeling like in Battle of Brothers that Robert Lacey, who's done other royal stories and he is considered a historian and he has been considered friendly with the palace, yes, has gotten really all of the tea on what is going on and how long this has happened with what, you know, well, kind of, kind of like a wedge between the brothers. Maybe even it starts when Diana dies. Maybe it starts earlier. We'll just start with this first cut. Rock, All right. Mind. In the new book, Battle of the Brothers, Royal historian Robert Lacey paints a bleak picture of two young men struggling with the demons of their past. Two princes pitted against each other from the start. So many stories out right now focus on Meghan and Megxit. But based on your book, it seems like this rift happened 
quite some time ago. This story goes right back to the beginning when they were children. And at the age of six, seven, William suddenly starts becoming more serious. He's aware of his destiny as a king. Harry goes in the opposite direction. Do you think that William set Harry up to fail? There is a sense, I think, in which William could be criticized for setting Harry up to fail. It suited the elder brother so well to have the court jester, to have the guy who always carried the blame, both when they were... Oh, that makes me just sad even hearing that. And then he does have in, like, he... He talks to the person who was like, it was Prince William that encouraged Harry to wear the Nazi uniform. Right. We heard that before. You know, right. that he was like, it's not, no one's going to see you. We've oh. got the word. And so he was like, what I did to my little sister sometimes walk in this. This, this is not something that's not ice, been known, but it takes out a whole new heightened hole. level, I guess, when you're who right. they are. So go ahead and play the next one, Rocco. Lacey contends that Harry was increasingly unhappy in this role. So when he met Megan, he took the chance. Oops. He took the chance. Took the chance Something's and, going and, and fell in love. Jumped in love and fell in and love fell with her. Hard. Let me see if I can get this to work. I don't okay. know why it well, stopped. In the meantime. Yeah, but basically, you know, he fell hard for her. He'd already had two serious relationships with Chrisetta and Chelsea. And Robert Lacey tells us in the book that he doesn't know if Harry proposed to both of them, but both of them moved on. One of them after she went to Catherine and William's wedding with Harry, whichever yeah. one, it might have been Chrisetta. Right. She moved on. She was like, that royal life is not for me being second. Because what everyone, the aristocratic girls that he was dating knew, but Megan didn't know this, that they would have to be in second place behind. All the time. All the time. And she didn't know that. And he Got didn't it. know how to tell her that because he didn't want to scare her away from him. So wow. I can try the audio again if you want. All right. He contends that Harry was increasingly unhappy in this role. So when he met Meghan, he took the chance to break free. He falls in love with this megawatt woman. He's inspired, he's transformed by her, and he wants more than that. And the palace couldn't handle it. Do you think Meghan was treated unfairly by the palace? There's a clique down there in Buckingham Palace. Clique. I think, frankly, you've got it in for Meghan. The couple, Lacey says, became too big for the institution. They were these mega rock stars who frankly for the first couple of years overshadowed William mm -hmm. and Kate somehow they had to be edged out and I mm. fear that that is the long-term solution that the palace see the palace sending a message to Harry picture is issued of the four monarchs of the present and the future and I think the underlying message of that is just remember your place Harry and Meghan um, these are the people that really matter in the royal family, and you are the backup. And you are you're the... trying to play too prominent a role. And I fear no. they wanted to push him out forever. But that, and he's gone on and on about that, that William was like livid that people would get so, so excited about the And when they the trademarked American Sussex gal. Royal, then they, they quietly trademarked, it, trademarked Cambridge something. But then there were all these stories about oh. how vulgar... Remember how vulgar yes. Megan was often accused of being someone crass and vulgar. It's all just so aristocratic. I want you to read moody. this book. Yeah, right. I mean, I know you won't. I, I, I don't know. I'm reading every excerpt I can for free <laughs> I and subscribing. I ended up subscribing to the Daily Beast as a result. You did not. I did because it was like only $10. All right. That's no, I felt like yeah. I go to it enough. Yep.
for a year. Right. We, we've never had deal. this guy on the show, have we? Robert Lacey, yeah. no, we haven't. Do we have one more from sure. uh, from uh, we Sir could Robert? If, if someone wanted to track down the publisher and everything, good Lord. Yeah, that's no. all right. Let's enjoy him on GMA. Let's listen to him, right. The battle between the brothers reaching fever pitch as Harry publicly announces his plans to step down as a senior royal. They explode. Um, and Boom, kaboom. They publish their own plans, which they've been planning to release after proper discussion. But Harry lost his cool. He put it out there. The royal family get about 10 minutes notice of what he's going to do, so they lose their cool. William in particular loses his cool. William refusing to even have lunch with Harry before the big meeting at the Queen's Sandringham estate last January, where the couple's future was mapped out. Now living in California, Harry and Meghan have been speaking up on causes important to them without the constraints of the royal family. Lacey argues their departure was grossly mishandled by all and is a great loss to the monarchy. I would agree with that yeah. statement. I, yeah. I feel like it was, but I think on all sides, when she said it was grossly mishandled by everybody, too yeah. much emotions, too yeah. much going on, not enough time. And that was always my thought when we were talking about this before, is I thought, we don't need to be so rash. Everything is fresh and new, but I understand the need and want to just get the heck out of Dodge because it's toxic. But at the same time, but I felt all, like it was rash. It, it's all heightened so much because of all the... Well, this, the coverage this, and the media, the, and you yeah, can't stay in front of it. And right. everyone knew everything about everything, everything, which we didn't even know anything about. And it about. already can be a heightened thing when it's yeah. sibling, especially when it's an older one that's always in charge they're always going to be in charge i remember one time a memorable fight that i had with probably my brother because he's kind of like the smartest fighter i would say of my three siblings but he's like how can anyone ever win with you you're the oldest and you always know best no matter what and i just thought he is so right i do take that position all the time and so does my older brother yes it's like it's oldest have to really work we have to work on not being that way right it's because it's uh it's like uh so imagine you're the oldest and and the king. be the king right and you've been i mean people have been dabbing your toothpaste and you know kissing your butt and you know oh, who knows? we can't right. even imagine what it's like to have that much silver spooning well duh you know right <laughs> in modern times like i wouldn't have wanted to have been i love watching the old historical fiction but the bathing and you know, the manure and the straw and all Lori, that. Lori, I don't Lori like the 16th and, it back and to the 17th century. <laughs> when I think it would have been kind of fun sometimes. Oh, but just, not, really. not really. I know. It looked good for a day or two to ride a anyway, horse around. And... Anyway, I just thought, you know, really the tea is really coming from Robert Lacey. And it, it isn't tea, is in that that's the family dynamics. And we... It sounds like the biggest dysfunctional family but in the world. But we kind of see it a little bit in anything sure. where, I mean, look at look at Elizabeth's dad who got screwed by the king who abdicated. He'd never even imagined that. He was like, what the hell? I was always going to be the spare. He was looking forward to it. Right. And all of a sudden, so, you know, it's, you don't have any choice, I no. guess. So, anyway. All right. Well, there we go. Thank you Thanks. for giving us our royal update. Now we can wait a week. So well, we'll you more. know what? I have been oh, don't saving, tell me no. I've Promise been saving me you can a story about, I wonder if Megan knows oh. what a seriously spooky house she's living in. In Montecito, the new one that they just bought? It used to be owned by the schizophrenic son of the inventor of the mechanical reaper who developed a foot fetish carrying his slippers in his arms as if they were live pets. What? 
Well, that is a, that is an absolute mouthful, and and I think you have to tell us more when we come back. For how- so, what are you trying to say? Hollywood, Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? Let's get to some stuff. I've All got- right. All right. Why Lily James, <laughs> who accidentally kissed a married man no very very deliberately was Mm -hmm. uh, apparently maybe dominic west uh cheated on his wife with lily james in rome and there were photos and everywhere everywhere and then uh, dominic uh you know, they had three nights of love ravioli style. <laughs> is that, is, how how does that go? Love ravioli style. style you know, ravioli. Uh, ravioli uh, and then style. they returned home to England. She went to, Lily went to her London home. Dominic uh, flew to see his wife and then staged a photo op and showed everyone a handwritten note that their marriage is fine and they're in love and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, life. You know, it's, you know... I mean, obviously, both Lily and Dominic are to blame for this mess, but he was the married guy. He's the one. Anyway, Lily ended up canceling because she's supposed to be promoting with Army Hammer, old foot and mouth himself, the Re- movie Rebecca, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming on, out on Netflix, Netflix this week. She's supposed to be on Fallon. She canceled her Today Show interview. And Army also said he was <coughs> sick. And she also canceled her appearance on the Graham Norton show. I mean, Lily, I don't want you to have to cancel. No, I feel the same way. I feel like... No, do you think anyone is going to say, so what's going on with Dominic West? Well, Graham Norton might have. Well, right. He would have... But that would have been kind of funny because, I mean, for all we know, these two, I don't think so. They staged it? No, I think that... I think he openly, you know, has an okay to have mistresses or other women as long as photos didn't come out and now i would agree and he's told us so in so many interviews yeah, that he, he doesn't, doesn't believe, believe in it. monogamy oh my and god what an archaic system it right. is that we should be with the same partner and even if we are with someone different why would that ever break up a marriage his he face wants looks his like cake a, and eat it too i can't I his can't face looks like a, a bad foot like a bad man's foot that's an interesting <laughs> analogy. Now, I wondered, what foot it's, have you seen? No, I would not have foot, not a foot I would like. You mean it's kind of, it's kind of smashed? It's kind, of, smashed. It's kind I, of got, it's just a smash face, a smash foot face. I don't know. Well, you're nothing but a foot face. You're nothing but a face. I've never heard that before, Anyway, Lori. she's canceled everything. I feel really bad that she is canceling. Yeah. And just... Yeah, I think it. But what would you? All right, so you're a publicist because I mean, you always like to play the publicist. I do. I do like to. Would be you a just ever go forward with it and just kind of? Well, it. I, if it I, comes for, up, and then she's there was, flatly uh, canceling these things. I personally, um, I don't know. Maybe she saw Savannah with with Donald Trump, and she's like, "I'm not talking to that." Well, wait, that lady. Who knows? She canceled both of those and the studio realized that army had his troublesome filing for full custody last week ordering his wife to come home and these two are promoting do you know the story of rebecca i'm going to tell you it's a young newlywed arrives mm-hmm. at her husband's imposing family's estate on yeah. a windswept english coast and finds herself battling the shadows of his first wife. Yeah, so you can see the main reason they don't want to do the interviews, particularly her, is because of anything talking about the Art movie. imitating life. Life, right. Yep. 
It's a little too close to home. All of it. So she's too recently in the news and she just doesn't want to deal with it. And of course, she's getting, you know, slut shamed. And um, the wife is having, you know, to do. Oh, God, listen to this headline, Lori. Yeah. This is from Vulture. Rebecca is a hollow, turgid retread. Oh, no. So the movie isn't even any good. No. Anyway, it just all of it fascinates me from the whole perspective of how the PR sausage is made. But yeah. it is the subject matter. And then this happened. And then, of course, Dominic and Lily are filming a movie oh, yeah. uh, where for, art for, is imitating life. Yes, it is. It's a it's a Channel 2 thing. It's a BBC thing, PBS thing yeah. about a love story. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Cardi B, uh, is she deletes her Twitter account because she's getting yelled at by 15-year-old girls because she said this on Twitter before she deleted. Can you say it? Can I, you say I, it? I've scratched out the bad words. Okay. Um, Rocco, let's see. are you ready? Okay. <laughs> if I take a break from my bleep and I decide to work things out, that's regular relationship bleep. If I want to go to an extreme to teach a bleep, a bleep and lesson and bleep and file for divorce, I can do that. It's my life. Okay. Well, this is a very true statement. She can do whatever she wants. Do you think filing for divorce is uh, I think it's an, a, extreme, an extreme effort. <laughs> I think it's an extreme effort if she can't get him to stop doing Cheating? whatever he's doing that she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Pull a, the rug out from under him and see what happens and apparently she's brought him back in. I, I she gets to do whatever she wants. Apparently people were tweeting saying he's abusive and she went on and on and she so, just said, uh, you know, she's not getting bleeping abused, blah, blah, blah. And she just wants people to shut up. But people didn't shut up. And she deactivated her Twitter account. Well, this is when you just... Oh, you know what I think? Social media just stay no, off it. He's a compulsive he, cheater. Yeah, I know. And, and she, she's addicted to the drama and toxic... Uh, She's makeup and and kissing, yeah. all that making up there and that, that all that. That sounds exhausting. Oh, haven't you ever had a friend or anyone who's been in a relationship like that where they fight and break up and they get back together? And is it only me who knows all the crazy uh, men and women? Um, I've tried to tell you this for <laughs> so long. And people said, why are you friends with even no. him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I know a couple of people who like they... Sexually, they were such magnets for each other that if they weren't screwing, they were fighting. And they could eat together. Oh, lovely. They could have a meal, too. No, I don't know these people. Those were the only two things. I mean, but I know people were like, they just literally... Was this your mom and dad? No, no, no. My mom and dad, they had fun together, too. No, I don't don't know anybody like this. No, these are what I consider toxic relationships when you can only screw screw and eat. Uh, break bread together, and all the rest of the time you can't stand each other. I mean, that's horrible. Yeah, maybe maybe someone in an extended family member had something kind yeah. of like this that I remember. And you can't, a, that person just has to, like, Cardi B will just mm-hmm. have to figure it out, you know, and I trust that she will. She's only, like, 27. Right. Girl, I just want to know how she does anything with those nails. Okay, this is something that we always think of. How do these women who have two-inch pointy fingernails live their life? They must have us, you know, help and stuff. But when you have really long nails, somehow if you just put your thumb to your index finger Mm -hmm. and you can still use your fingers, you just have to use them from the side. You can't pick up things like head on. You just work 
from the side. See, they're just <laughs> filth traps. Okay, they're filthy. Lori, they're absolutely Lori has never dirt. had a fingernail that went over the top of her skin. <laughs> That's wacko. not insane. On her toes and on her fingers. No, this is dead serious. Ah, oh, get out of here. Be honest. You know it's true. Okay, Lily Collins admits she was wrong to say that her Emily in Paris character was 22 years old. Apparently the internet uh, laughed. <laughs> What what was she supposed to say, though? Well, she was giving an interview to Vogue, and they said, describe Emily in Paris. And she said, oh, she's a 22-year-old, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Well, the internet laughed and laughed and laughed over the weekend. And then Lily Collins said maybe she was 25. No, she tweeted this. Emily looking at me when I get her age wrong. Sorry, girl, you might not be 22, but I got to say you do act sometimes. So the real Lily Collins... Blames Emily for Lily lying about how old Emily is when Emily knows she's 28. That's the Hollywood speech. Okay, thank you. That was really fun. That was really fun. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.